And we are back for the second ever episode of the Time to Get Real podcast, a podcast where we sit down and review different movies, talk about movies, give opinions. And well, if it has to deal with movies, then we're the people to come to. I'm uh, your host, Gabe, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mommy Joe. Mom Joe. And just to clarify, we didn't clarify in the last episode, but we are a mother and son um, movie watching duo. I know in the last episode, we talked about how we've known each other 18 years. And it's like, wait, what? And things like that. But yes, Joe is my mother and I am her son. And we both partake in the beautiful art of watching movies. And that is a gift I actually picked up from her, you know, loving movies and everything like that. So anyways, enough of that. Yes. What'd you have to say? I said, and that's the real. And that's the tea on that. But uh, back to the movie that we are reviewing today. So in the last episode, we did uh, the 2021 film, The Mitchells versus the Machines. Well, in this one, we decided to take it a ways back, you know, quite some time ago, not too long ago. Um, We took it back 32 years ago, actually, to be exact, 1989 or will be 32 years this year to review the 1989 edition of the film Batman. Right. directed by tim burton and starring michael Keane. and the first thing i want to say is when i was uh, looking at the things like the movies and tim burton and michael Keane, i found that they actually work really well together they're like you know how directors usually have a not a set person but you notice that sometimes they have one specific actor being more mm-hmm. movies than other guys and i noticed that michael Keane and tim burton they uh they work really well together and before they did batman they, I believe they did Beetlejuice. That was yep. a big film that they did. That's right. One of my faves. Yeah. It's actually a really good film. So if you haven't seen Beetlejuice, go ahead and check that out. Um, we'll be reviewing that on the yeah, that will, episode. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Um, first thing, as always, if you have not seen the 1989 version of the Batman film, I just want to say, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, we will be you know, talking about different aspects of the films and things like that. So if you haven't seen it, go ahead and stop the podcast. We'll be here. Go watch the film. It's a good watch. And um, it's a good one. It's a really good one, actually. And the first thing I want to jump into. First things first, Michael Keaton was the fourth ever Batman. They've only had eight or nine. And after seeing the film, I can say that I was thoroughly impressed. And my question for you, Ma, um, is when you rewatched it, we rewatched it a couple of days ago. How is it different now than it was the first time you watched it? Like, when was the first time you actually watched it? Was it in 1989 or was it you know, a couple of years it down the line? Probably or? 1989 or 1989. Yeah, I watched it when it came out and I really remember it exactly how I saw it back then. You mm. know, I, I remember all of the, it was one of those films that, you know, it's one of my favorites. Have mm. to say. Yes. And we've um, heard about it over and over and over. Again. <laughs> and I finally sat down and watched it because, you know, me growing up in this era, the first we Batman talked film. About it. Yeah, yeah. All the different versions of Batman. Yeah. And this is one that is more of the, you know, has the, the comic book feel. I think mm-hmm. this one and all the ones after up until the, the Dark Knight series. Yes. And it, it, you know, it's a different vibe in those, those films. It actually is. And um, that's one so thing. It was more of a comic book feel, but mm-hmm. it's not as the other ones after it are a little bit more, for lack of better words, comic book e. <laughs> but this one was good. I mean, I, I remembered exactly like I, I saw it. You know, all the stuff that stood out back then. It just brought, it really just brought a smile to my face because it's like this is exactly how I remember it. Jack Nicholson is brilliant. Michael Absolutely. Keaton is oh, man. wonderful. You know, Kim Basinger. I mean, the whole thing is is great. You all need to see, check it out if you haven't seen it. Yes. Um, one thing I want to say about the film, I have some interesting facts on it, but as always, we'll get into that last. But mm-hmm. I was reading up a lot, and this film, I feel, is like what really kicked off, not Batman as like being known to the population, but the whole film franchise. Like a lot of people register with this film. And even I, right after watching uh, that Batman, we turned on the Lego Batman movie just to keep mm-hmm. the trend going. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is that they paid reference to the 89 film, like the mm-hmm. cartoon, the Lego Joker was like, they were like, uh, he was like, I have a surprise for you. And they were like, oh, is it that crap where you have the balloons and you you dance and stuff? <laughs> and I just thought that was interesting how it, like throughout time. It was so well like, written and directed yeah. and the acting was was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's one that stands out for me, too. It, a lot of it was just on the the direction and, and the acting, yeah. like I said. 
Michael. I mean, they had an all star. I've always cast. loved Michael Keaton. Tim Burton is great. He did wonderfully, you know, in this. But you know what Jack I like? Nicholson really stood out for me. He's, As always, he's he always of, does. Name of mine. Yeah, I like that. Even you know, with Tim Burton films, they kind of have that. I don't want to say dark in a bad way, but they have that dark. You know, yeah, theme. absolutely. That's but his, this one, even like though it was kind of dark, it wasn't, it wasn't too really overbearing. Like where it'd be like, oh man, why did it have to end that way? Like usually when you yeah. see a Tim Burton film, you know it's a Tim Burton yeah, film. Yeah, like this from just the 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 cinematography, the color, the palette of the film in itself. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. it's a, and you know it's a little lighthearted, but it has that dark feel to it. And that's you know it, the Edward Scissorhands, the Beetlejuice, all of the the, the Corpse Bride, and all uh, of those. Nightmare Before Christmas, right? You know, just even all the of these remake of um you know. Charlie, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake. Even of, that was a little uh, bit Wonka. different than the. You know a original. Tim Burton movie when you see it, but this yeah. one wasn't. I think because Gotham and Batman, that it does have that dark feel in itself. So he it, didn't really he have to right on in, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So with that being said, I just want to first to say my opinion on it. Opinion on it. Excuse me. I actually really thoroughly enjoyed the film. You know, um, I find that a lot of times with growing up in the technology era that we are in now, you know how graphics are, things like that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I even catch myself doing it where we'll go back and watch a film, say, from the 60s, 70s, -hmm. 80s, maybe even 90s. And it's just like, oh, wow, look at that. That's a lot different than it is today. But watching this, I was thoroughly impressed. Like there's a uh, the scene with the the Batmobile where they're flying down into the Batcave, like where he's getting Mm -hmm. uh, out of trouble and away from the Joker's goons and everything. I just wondered, I was, it amazed me how even with not having stuff that we have today, they were able to Mm -hmm. film things and do things like that. Opens up. Like how they, I I wondered like, how did they shoot that scene where he's flying down the track? Like I, I, it really was mesmerizing to me. And, um, it is only, you know, even one of the scenes that stood out. And I mean, it's yeah. an iconic moment in there because they do the Batman logo is when the Batmobile is flying up. It's the right moon. after the balloon scene and it and flies right into the moon. Yes. The logo. And it's like, I, yeah, yes. <laughs> like I thought that was uh, amazing. And I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously they did it on purpose, but it's one of those things that you notice. Like, it's like ah, this is how you logo. see the yeah, Bat logo. It. Like when they yeah. call out to him, it's you have the white circle around it and there's mm-hmm. his logo. So that was yeah. pretty cool. Um. But yeah, so besides the 89 film, the only other Batmans that I've I've seen part of George Clooney's version. I've never seen any of the 60s ones with Adam Wells. Never seen Val Kilmer's. I have to watch that. The TV show. Even yeah, I haven't seen that either. Um, like I thought Adam West was the first guy, and that's my fault, but they had two more before him. I mean, I knew there were other guys, but he's the one that I've always like that was sort of mentioned more, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyways, I saw the George Clooney one partially. We'll have to review that on its own. Yeah, we'll have to go back and get you caught up. Um, But the ones I grew up on, I grew up on like 2005, the Christian Bale era of Batman, really. And then you have like Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dark Knight. That's what I grew up on. And so seeing, comparing that to 89, it's, like I said, I was thoroughly impressed. I mean, I would rank it up there with, I, I can say that I enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed you know, the dark Knight and, mm-hmm. um, you know, Superman versus Batman and everything. I was thoroughly impressed with that, but getting into the film itself a little bit. So one thing I noticed just right off the bat, like opening sequence. So when they go into the film, I mean, when the film starts up, they have the parents and the young child walking out of the theater and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, here we go. They're going to kick it off with his parents getting killed and we're yeah, going to go down. This was, path. But yeah. it was not that it was actually a different family and he's already Batman. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Cause it's like, they paid, I don't know the exact word to use, but homage it's like, or something. yeah, they paid like yeah, homage to that. Like, like what happened to him, yeah. what happened to him, he, he would never let it happen to another family again. Right. Or, you know, he he's making sure that what happened to him doesn't happen to somebody else because it was so traumatic for him. So mm-hmm. just off the bat, I loved how they did that. And just going um, actually, I'm going to go ahead and jump to one of the interesting facts while we're talking about the beginning of the film. So, you know, the scene where the little boy and his family, they get robbed. Mm-hmm. Dudes get away and they're like spreading the money. And this is where Batman is introduced. And he's like, you know, he where he holds the guy over the uh, edge. Right. And the guy's like, well, who are you and everything? An interesting fact with that that I learned was so originally, excuse me, the he wasn't supposed to say I'm Batman. 
and that is like an iconic scene because even in movies like Deadpool, like everyone says, even has the done that. Movie. Yeah, I am like, Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> everyone has done that, and like right. it's been in countless films. Like that is what Batman is known for: is the deep voice and the saying mm-hmm. who is it, who he is. But originally, he was supposed to say they had it written as "I am the night," like I'm nighttime and everything oh, like that. Because like in one of the comics, okay. Okay. I am the night, not like yeah, like nighttime, and. The funny thing with that is that it's actually Michael Keaton was the one to suggest changing it because he didn't want to overcomplicate it. And he's the one who was like, you know, let's just say I'm Batman. And here we are all these years later, people say it. And give me your best Batman voice. Let me hear it. I am Batman. I'm Batman. (laughs) Yeah, like that, that is what it's known for. And I don't, we wouldn't have that if it weren't for him. And another thing, another interesting fact, I'm just jumping the gun early because I'm a little excited but he, Michael Keaton was also the one who came up with the bat voice, the deep voice, the oh. changing. And the interesting thing with that is I love how they you said know what? he also came up with the Beetlejuice voice, too. Yeah. Like he yeah. I love how he did that, because even though it's a film, you know, how in film, sometimes it's like it's kind of obvious. Like, mm-hmm. how do they not know it's like Clark Kent with the glasses? Like, are you serious? You don't know. Like, you can't tell that that's <laughs> him. Right. He looks right. the exact same. Well, Michael Keaton outside of the set, he was like, well, you know what? People are going to obviously know that I'm Batman. I mean, if I have the same voice, like I can't be talking to my love interest or whatever and be like, the same voice. She's gonna, Bruce, is that you? you right. know? So he's the one who suggested that the voices be kind of different. And he was actually the first Batman to ever do that, to lower the voice and. Um, and it's great. And have it different yeah. compared to his. Well, you can say his Bruce Wayne, voice. his Bruce Wayne voice. Yeah, I found that really interesting. And those are just those little details that I love where it's mm-hmm. like sometimes like, you know, like I'm just going to well, I'm not going to throw that out there. I don't want to feel like I'm disrespecting any other films or anything like that. But I really like little details like that where they pay attention and it's not mm-hmm. just overlooked because even though, you know, sometimes films are really great, you still notice those things. And sometimes like with me. I'll keep talking about it. Like, did nobody notice this or like, this is <laughs> right, right. like, hello. I mean, I understand the film is, it was know, great, but did you notice this? Yeah. This scene yeah. is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to point that out. Moving down in the film a little bit. Another thing early on, I noticed is Alfred is the man. Oh man. I love oh, you Alfred. Know, but- he is such a G. And what I like is with the first scene that they really showed Alfred mm-hmm. is where Bruce is like, I guess he was like stabbing knives everywhere at the at the ball or in his house when he was having the party. And he <laughs> no, just it was a Alfred. pen, and it was, it was like yeah, every time he put something down, Alfred, Alfred was right there. I, Alfred's I, like, "Here we go again. Let me just go yeah. ahead and get this pen that he stuck into the plant." And I kind of took that as more than just picking up a pen. I kind of just I took that as like Alfred has always been there for him, and he's like he's always taking he's care always taking care of him, and he's always boy to the grown yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that scene as well. Um, so asking you, like, early on, what was one of your favorite scenes or your thoughts on that? With Alfred? Alfred or any of the other characters, like, the, as the story just developed? Well, I mean, I, I've always, and, and, and this is in all of them, how mm-hmm. Alfred has always been the support. Because even in the later Batman movies, you'll notice even Alfred is inventing the technology and everything. Alfred's but OG. Yeah, Alfred is, and even... You know, with like Gotham and stuff, Alfred is the almost really the father that that kind of picked up from when he lost his dad. He's been yeah. the only dad he's known from being that early childhood age growing up. Um, I love the fact that he took on the responsibility because you could have he could have easily been like, nah, forget this. Yeah, it, but he yeah. like he wouldn't he let stepped up. Yeah. And but I mean, um, yeah, Alfred is always and I just I love his calm demeanor and how he's just he's in the background but he's a character that's not missed you know yeah i and even we jump a little further you know how and he he does it so cool he doesn't say anything um this is jumping towards the end but where alfred walks in his love interest um you know he he walks her straight down into the bat cave like doesn't say anything and it's just kind of like it's time i've said it's almost like he's like She's special. He's kind of said that he's, a few times. He's like guiding him. He's he's the butler. He's making but he's also a dad. Big you know? money moves. Like he's like mm-hmm. you're gonna like hello. Let's get this going. You have right. to. And he kind like of don't come not forces his hand, but encourages him in a way of like this is good. This is healthy for you. 
And or you know, I mean, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Alfred's the OG. One thing I want to say uh, about Bruce himself, Batman, Mr. Michael Keaton is we actually talked about this a little bit yesterday, but he seemed like a very humble guy. And I mean, I understand, like, not saying, like, when you're a billionaire, you have to be, like, a douchebag and Mr. Know-it-all and everything like that. But, like, throughout the whole film, Bruce was very humble. And one thing that we noticed is, like, compared to other Batmans, he didn't really, see like, have that billionaire feel to him. Right there in the very beginning, she asked him specifically. Yeah. Who, you know, do... Who are you? Do you know where Bruce is? Wayne is, and he does not say who he is. Yeah. He's just like, he he could have said, oh, that's me. But no, he doesn't, he doesn't have an ego about who he is. Yeah. Or, yeah, I'm not, yeah, about what he owns, rather. Even when they were talking about his, uh, when they, you know, at his house, he has all these artifacts and these uniforms and everything. And he's listening to them basically bash him, like diss him, him really. Like, having dis- all these collectibles that I'm sure he's paid a pretty penny for. And they're, oh, yeah. they're very unique. Um, but you know, he, he just walks up and they're talking about it. And he was like, oh, that's, you know, this particular artifact is Japanese. And they're like, well, how do you know? He's like, oh, because I bought it. Because I bought it. Like, <laughs> But he didn't even say it in like, like in a rude way. Like I bought it, duh. Like it's just, yeah, I bought it. You know, right. it's something I enjoy and something I admire looking at. Yeah. Right. So yeah, really this um this version of Batman, he's he's uh he's very humble guy. He's very no, humble, again, very calm. Love Michael Keaton. But one of my favorite scenes is where uh the Joker, like as he becomes the Joker. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first things first. Before I get into that, I'll get into that in a second. Let's introduce the man himself, the Joker, who was played Mr. by Jack. none other than. Oh. Yes, Jack Nicholson. Like I told my the other day, I told Joe the other day, if I could have anyone play a crazy slash funny, no question in the world, Jack Nicholson would be my go-to guy. I mean, he is just, it's kind of scary. Like, you know, some people don't really like how they are cast like typecast oh, typecast but, he, but he's like i i'm he gonna play the crazy out of this and well. y'all are gonna love it every single time and it's oh like it seems like you would kind of get tired of the crazy like no, oh, because this is all he, he ever does but it's like every time he comes out with something new that's and, the brilliance yeah. of his acting though because yeah. he plays crazy well and he Very plays well. it different like you can tell certain little quirks and stuff he does that carries over from movie to movie but that's but what we admire he plays as well. crazy well and he does it differently and everyone from one of my Phase, which is of Eastwick to anger management to one flew over the cuckoo's nest mm-hmm. as good as it gets he plays unique quirky little characters or like we said he plays crazy well very well yeah. and, <laughs> and I love that about him it's it's it almost seen and I don't know how much goes into his you know preparation everything yeah. his preparation but it, he does it with such ease it almost looks like he's having fun with it yeah. So, but Which, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy him. Yeah. He's a showstopper. I mean, I and it's think... a nice balance between the two. His, the Joker's craziness and Batman's seriousness. I mean, they picked the perfect actors for this. Yes. Because they, they balance each other. They're acting, they balance each other so well. Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't think you could have picked a better Joker. I mean, he was such a cool he's, cat before yeah, he, he was, became the Joker. Uh, he was like the man. He was sm- smooth operator. Smooth operator. You know? And yeah. he had that ego before. You saw in his, like, uh, his lady, but she put her hand on his and shoulder. He, like, he looked at her like, Get don't touch. Off. Yeah, right. he, he was like, he's like, did I I'm ask? the man. Like, right. don't, like I, I know he I'm always the had that ego. He just went yeah. crazy with it after falling into that vat of chemicals. Yeah. But like I was saying, um, I haven't seen all the Batman films and all the Jokers, but without yeah, a doubt, I don't think I have. I will, but I don't think I have to see any of the any of the other films to understand and know that the two best Jokers, in my opinion, Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger, just without it. Yeah. And I, they were different. different. They were two yes. different guys, but that's yeah. what I love. It's not the same. It's like you can, like I could watch either Batman, and I wouldn't feel like it was repetitive at all. Like it's like a mm-hmm. whole different story and a whole different film. You know, mm-hmm. and obviously, like the Dark Knight is a lot darker and everything, but they still played the fool out of those roles, and they were just, I mean, perfect casting right. for it. You know, so those are my two favorite. Um, one thing I want to talk about: Jack Nicholson's laugh. He has the Joker laugh. I mean, cartoons, <laughs> comic books, like he played the crazy kind of cuckoo mm-hmm. so well, and his laugh it was perfect. 
Yeah. I mean, it was scary good because it was like, at first it's like, oh yeah, that's good. And then it's like, oh, that's, oh gosh, like he's really yeah. got it. Let's talk about even, because we know that he's known for the, the white face, the red lips, the green hair, the purple suits, but whoever came up with the, the, the smile, you know, and I remember from back then we were yeah, like, is that, that a was, coat hanger or like how do they have was. that smile? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think that's something that other Jokers don't have. I mean, they have the paint where it's, it's drawn but his outside. His smile the line, is like, but they like, curved it up like what they they said something with the nerve damage. They couldn't fix it. Mm-hmm. But I love. I think that's one of the things that stands out about this version of the Batman is the way that they created that smile. I yeah. mean, it's hilarious, but it's also a little unnerving too. I wonder if he got tired he, of that. Like, if he had to hold something, like, was that exhausting? I don't know. Some kind of prosthetic. I didn't actually, and that, and that's my bad for not looking up how they did the makeup for that. But it was fantastic. But it, almost part know. of me didn't want to look it up from when I was younger. I mean, I was what eight when it came out. And I used to think, is that a coat hanger in his mouth? Like a little wire. Kind of leave it. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, you know, pull the curtain back and see exactly how, but I probably should look up exactly how they did the makeup for, for that. I don't know. Some things it's like, just let my mind, let it be mad. Let let it be unknown. The magic of movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I did love how in the film, cause this, I like, they made it seem like okay his skin clearly was turned white and hair green and everything from falling into those chemicals but i love the fact that he put makeup, makeup on over. top of it when he wanted to and it was like it's part of the craziness of him you know it's yeah. just it's, it's crazy and you sit yeah. there and watching him put the makeup on and then he wipes it off too in front of the dude it's like you're forehead. gonna blow your cover and it's like he just doesn't care he just doesn't wow. care um was gonna say so one thing the so like you said, they introduce him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's this suave guy. He's obviously, he's still crazy. He's smart. Yeah, he's a criminal. He's, he's a criminal. <laughs> yeah. One thing I found interesting is that, you know, Grissom was the boss, right? But mm-hmm. I never really got that feel because even when he sent Joker off to, because of like, he was fooling around with his lady. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I was like, oh, come on. You're getting, I understand, you know, that's your woman and everything. I don't condone that or anything, but you, this is your right-hand man. You understand that he's crazy. And when he comes back at, like, when he is finally the Joker, mm-hmm. even Grissom, like, he seemed unnerved, like, oh, my gosh, like, crazy. He, he was, oh like, my gosh. why would you try and off the guy you know is, well, is number one, loyal to you. He was helping you all the way. But number two, you knew he was crazy. And it seemed like you were afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you even try and mess that up? And obviously we saw what happened with Grissom. He, yeah, that actually that scene. So when Joker becomes Joker and he goes to confront his boss for setting him up, I found it really funny how, when he's like, he's shooting this man, but they're playing like kind of carnival music, cartoony right. music and he's just dancing, have it. That's that, um, like that's funny, that part of that guy. Joker quality where yeah. it's like, he's crazy, fun, silly, you know, making every, not everything's a joke because he's yeah. the joker, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one thing. No, I, I love want- how he made fun of <laughs> when he was talking to his new number one guy, and he was like, "Bob, my, my number one guy." You yeah, saw he's, like, he's, like, he's mocking the man who he just killed. <laughs> yeah, I find uh, also jumping the gun a little bit. I mean, this is just part of that crazy it's funny how like bob is his go-to guy right he's like mm. you're my number one and he's using him for everything and then he ends up killing bob like he and it wasn't upset even about bob's his balloons fault. upset because batman <laughs> took the balloons that he was trying he was letting the gas out of no and the look everybody. on his face yeah. he didn't even look at him he just turned his cocked his head to the side shot him and then was like, like next like <laughs> yeah that's just that crazy but one thing is i i really admire um, about this version of it is the fact that when like when Bruce Wayne is doing the research on the Joker and realizing who he is, mm-hmm. he talks about some of his like qualities and everything that he's really good at. He was really good at science, really good at yeah, chemistry. He, uh, yeah, chemistry. Art. Like he's this yeah. genius man who it mm-hmm. just seems went down the wrong right, path. So it's a and, fine line between genius and crazy. Yeah. And then he is the, the literally the true definition of it. But he I about the chemicals and that's mm-hmm. how he was getting the whole city. 
Yeah, mixing and, chemicals and like everyday stuff. It wasn't just like chemicals. It was like your hairspray and your this and your that. Every, you saw what those reporters were looking yeah, like. You saw they was all was made up. And then it say, was like, I real I I caught that the I saw that clip uh a while ago, but then mm -hmm. I rewatching it, I was like, didn't he taint all the chemicals? This dude has yeah, you saw what they I was were like, like, why does the reporter's hair look a mess now? And the dude <laughs> has all these pimples on his face. And it's like, oh, they, they can't to use the cover stuff. it up right. Yeah. Deodorant mouthwash makeup hairspray that's all that on. genius level that's that crazy it's genius. like i'm like, gonna get you at every level i'm gonna <laughs> your everyday products and mm -hmm. something you would never think of and if it wasn't for bruce no one would have ever cracked that i don't think mm -hmm. just like your everyday stuff is what I, it's gonna be your demise um back to some of his qualities the one thing i really admired is how in the entire film they kind of showed each one of those like with the art, they're sitting there destroying all this famous art. Right. And he's like, don't destroy that one. I like that one. Right. Or like the right. chemistry with the products that shows the genius of that. Mm -hmm. And you know, the science that goes into that and everything, it would, I mean, it was just all around fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. What was I gonna say? That art museum scene where the Vicky, for those of you yeah. who don't know Vicky, or you should have Vicky seen the vale. film by now, mm -hmm. Vicky Vale, um, Batman's love interest. She, Joker basically- Played by Kim Basinger. Yeah, Kim Basinger. Um, the first time, the art scene, I love that scene where they, I think it, they were playing Prince and he's sitting oh, here yes. having fun oh. destroying and everything. And if you and... haven't heard the soundtrack, it's great. They have Fantastic. three Man. songs by Prince, you know, mm -hmm. R.I.P. But Prince, oh, it, fits, it was wonderful. It fits the scene so well. Like mm -hmm. the, the person who was in charge of the score and music and everything just... It was all around perfect. I mean, you have this all-star cast, but not even you go so much further than that. You have the director, but even like uh, Bob Ringwood, the costume designer. That was one of my favorite things is the outfits. I love the outfits. I love the giant trench coats and the kind of oversized suits uh -huh. and hats. I just thought it was like, it really caught my eye. I mean, and the way we are today, obviously that kind of style is no more. You know, we're more right, right. skinny jeans and, you know things like it's that. a little bit different little bit but different. yeah he's but i really animated in his clothing i mean even yeah. the gloves on his hands yeah, but you like, have a interesting fact about that right yes i will get to that in one second but like okay. i said the outfits were on point um well actually no no i'm gonna go ahead and jump into the interesting fact now so the interesting fact we had um so with as you notice if you watch the film the joker Where's he has the purple gloves Mm -hmm. um, and Jack Nicholson offset what they they had to keep making him gloves. And every time they made him a pair of gloves for a scene, he would sign his name mm -hmm. in the gloves. He, he would write like Jack Nicholson signed by Jack Nicholson or like Jack Nicholson was here. But mm -hmm. they said that they kept having problems with him because <laughs> they told him to stop sure. doing that because every time he wrote his name in the gloves, they had to remake a pair and reef, you know, re. re reuse it and do things like that but the bob ringwood the costume designer made him promise like hey please stop doing this you know we're tired of remaking these gloves like haha it was funny yeah you're playing the joker but you know we have to and he was what, you know, what putting in there jack was here in the yeah he was writing his name like you jack know, nicholson and that's what he wrote on that painting. Jack was here. And it's yeah. crazy. That his name is Jack in the movie. And, they, and, is, they use and I don't know if that was done on purpose. I would have to look to see. But, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. So even after he promised the costume designers and everything that he would stop doing it, guess what? He didn't he stop did it. doing it. He kept <laughs> doing it. And so they don't know how many pairs they actually had to make. But many estimate that they had to make hundreds of pairs because he simply because he kept writing stop. his name in on the gloves yeah um i wonder if that's just a quality of playing that role in itself though too um you know kind of going into that method form of acting because mm -hmm. even you know jared leto and playing the joker and suicide squad even was doing you know, multiple pranks on the cast to really get in Into and really your, get in that role. So I don't know if Jack was just having fun or if that, that you know, playing like, that role is just kind of that little kinda part put me takes here. over this you. Like, what I, gotta wanted. I gotta be a joker. Mm -hmm. right. Like this is what y'all wanted. So suck it up and let's get it going. <laughs> um, but back to the outfits real quick. I wrote something down, but one thing I really like, like I said, I loved all the outfits, but mm -hmm. I loved how they kind of took it back to the comics and the cartoons where the Joker's outfits are very cartoonish very vibrant 
Like mm-hmm. um, he's wearing a tuxedo, a purple yeah, a tuxedo. tuxedo and plaid and just like all of these wild colors. Uh, that's one thing I really admired. And that just kind of helped separate Jack Nicholson's Joker from other mm-hmm. Jokers is is that. Now, one thing I, I want to say, moving away from the outfits, uh, the entire. His... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying they gave his face the look when you think about the cartoon and that smile that he has. He really has that that look yeah. of the actual cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you could have... I mean, not cartoon, you know, the comic. We talked about it yesterday. The only other guy who, in that film at least, I would have cast as Joker. And even, like we said, he might have not even been himself at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey could have played the Joker, I think, yeah. in a way, maybe. We but talked like, about that a little bit. About a little Jim bit. Carrey is brilliant as the Riddler. The Riddler. I don't he did that. Think... I don't think... You shouldn't have switched those roles at all because they both fit very well into that. And that's just paying respects to their acting ability. And there are other great Jokers. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, I no, mean, we're not, I'm not trying to down Joaquin Phoenix else. was great in the movie Joker, mm-hmm. but that's like the Heath Ledger did very Joker. well. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Heath Ledger's brilliant. I mean, absolutely. And then, um, yeah. Jared Leto was, you know, they really were all good. different Jokers, but they're themselves. That's what I like. Film, it's not the same thing every time because that yeah. gets kind of boring. I'm like, I don't want. Yeah, I mean, I think thing. they're a little bit more. They were definitely a more serious Joker. Yeah, all of those from Jared Leto to mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix to um, um, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yes, yeah. they're all more serious, darker versions of the Joker. This one was more on the long lines of the comic the book Joker. Yeah. Go ahead. insane and yet it's still like light and kind of he's yeah like a joker he's you know light-hearted he's and, and fun but still crazy still insane yeah. and that's one thing i was speaking with some other people about is not saying that they don't like the other jokers but the, in their eyes they said that like the joker was never meant to be all dark and kind of crazy like he's they like the comic book joker more where he's like mm-hmm. he can always crack a joke but he's mm-hmm. still crazy. And that's right. one thing I also had written down is he joked until the very end. I mean, even when he sat even you know, at, at the death. end, at his death, he's sitting there smiling. He cracked the joke with the little like laughing thing that mm-hmm. had to pull out. Like it just never stopped. And mm-hmm. um, that was brilliant. Is that, I even mean, that's literally dancing on top of that, that building and breaking those bricks to make yes. them fall. He's dancing, dancing. the whole time. That's what, that's one thing I like at the end when Batman is like climbing the stairs to get Vicky and everything and he's fighting all the Joker's goons. He's not trying to shoot Batman, worry about man- Batman. He's sitting there dancing. He's trying to have a good time. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I don't not a care in the world. I'm just going to do it. Do what I do best. Uh, speaking of it, I want to say this first. So later in the film, you know, Joker, his whole thing is, you know, he, he's killing people. He's doing things like that. He's being the Joker, basically. Um, one thing I thought was kind of funny is that so the scene where they're talking the whole entire movie, they're having this big parade, right? The mayor's mm-hmm. like, we're going to have the 200th anniversary of the city and everything. Right. And the right. Joker's like, I'm not the bad. He kept interrupting the broadcast. And he's like, I'm not the bad guy. And I, I noticed while watching, like, you know, he's on the screen talking, blah, blah, blah. Nobody's really listening. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to drop 20 million in cash to show you I'm not the bad guy. And then everybody's kind of like, oh, Oh, oh <laughs> he's good. Yes. He's all right. He's a good yeah. guy. Batman, who is Batman? And yeah, why that's what he you show he's your like, face. He's like, I'm bringing you twenty million dollars. What is Batman doing? He's sitting at right. home in a bat cave or whatever, being right. scary. Enough. How he like he tried to t- turn those tables real quick. Yes, while um, trying to poison and kill everybody. It's kind of like, I mean, but that scene there with Prince playing, it was. I, I remember that scene. Yeah, it was it was priceless. It was timeless. That mm. scene of him dancing in that parade and the music that's playing and everything, him throwing all that money and people are loving him while all the while he's bringing in balloons to kill, kill everybody him. in the he's city. Like, Y'all are going to die happy. He said, if you're going <laughs> right. to go out, go out with a smile at least. Even did you notice the how the chemicals that he was using in the product? Made them anyway, smile. They made them. They laughed themselves to death. <laughs> that was the, that's the, the crazy part it's, it's like, the craziest oh part it's scary but you know they laugh themselves to death yeah um oh wait real quick ahead. i wanted to i know we just we did talk about it but just jump to something i remembered um 
when we were talking about how his history, how he he studied art and mm-hmm. chemistry. Clearly, yeah. the chemistry was how he you know poisoned the people. But him studying art when he met Vicky Vale at the museum, um, her port he has to bring her portfolio of her her art, and her he photographs, was, and he yes. was like, "Crap, crap! Garbage. All these beautiful photos." Trash. And then when you get to the photos the of the Matisse. Yeah, of the, the the skulls and the bones, and he's like, "Now nah, that's art." That's art. And even yeah. what he did with his, you know, lady friend, uh, yeah. Grissom's woman, redid, or yeah. his woman made her wear the mask and redid yeah, her face. Yeah, had on that phantom mask and how he redid her face, basically destroyed her face. But you know, he's like, "This is now this is art." Yeah. It's crazy, and it just shows like if you miss that fact when he mentions when Batman mentions about chemistry and art or him is talking with um alfred about chemistry and art then you will totally over you won't get why you overlook it you overlook those facts about the museum and the portfolio of the art and Mm -hmm. why he used chemicals to you know destroy the chemical plant and all of the the products and everything you would miss all of that yeah that level of genius that he has yeah before we finish jumping to the end and kind of concluding that uh i said i would hold off till later on it uh, back to Batman, like we said, he's a very humble guy, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite scenes in the film is where he first meets Vicky, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of mm-hmm. hit it off. And obviously there's chemistry there. And mm-hmm. then he's like, I have to go out of town. And, mm-hmm. you know, mo- like, obviously, it seemed like in her eyes, like, oh, this fool's going to be with another woman. I'm not. And then Alfred's kind of like, oh, we're not going anywhere. What do you mean? So that kind of puts <laughs> in her mind. Right. Like, like what's oh, going oh, what's, on? What's going on? And. What I love is that he, the roses, he took him and put them where his parents, you know, tragically yeah, passed away. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was just so beautiful because it was like, he's not trying to do anything or make anybody look foolish. He's just trying to he do the right time thing. time to and, remember, right. Yeah, he's a good guy. But um, Batman himself, one thing I love is that uh, they go, the scene where they're in Vicky's apartment, Joker busts in. He's like, hi, babe, I'm here. And, you know, why'd you leave me <laughs> right. at the museum? You know, we're supposed to hit it off and bat, you left with that full Batman. Um, what I like is that when Bruce, number one, I love the scene where I've, Joker busts in and Batman, he knows somebody's there. He takes her like little uh, jewelry thing on the table and he mm-hmm. puts it in his, his, uh, his chest plate basically where his heart is because yeah, he i he, metal yeah. yeah he forced like kind of let me make early like this clearly i know something's about to happen i'm no moron right. that right. and i also love where he's like you know he's calm but then he kind of loses he's like if you want to get nuts you know come on let's get mm-hmm. nuts like i know you're crazy and everything i like that too showing that you know even though he he's a good guy he's batman he's, he's supposed to be chill like he can he can really get it on with you if you if you push him there. And I think he also he's smart. He's extremely smart. smart. Yes. He needed a way out. He knew he needed something because he's dealing with someone who is An insane. Insight. Yeah, you know he's dealing Very with a, a psychopath person. Yep. And he knew I need some kind of protection. This bride's probably going to shoot me. Mm-hmm. You know, let me make some form of like a bulletproof vest. But also, he knew that the let's get crazy really was a way to kind of get him out of the room. Yeah. Like, let me hurry up and escalate this along so that I can, you know, get get out of here. Yeah. And get back to what I need to be doing. Um, Speaking of shooting. Go Mm -hmm. ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to jump to go. I was going to jump to two other little fun things that I picked up. Now, each Batman kind of, you know, he's Batman. So how do bats play into this? You know, it's like, how do bats play into this? But do you notice how he slept? Upside, upside down. down yes that was an no other batman has done that where no. it's like oh was, i'm going to sleep like a bat yes that was michael keaton see michael keaton is a genius he knew he played it perfectly because that was another thing he suggested he suggested he actually studied bats and how they slept upside mm-hmm. down and that was when you know him and vicky first get introduced but i noticed that i was like Oh, he's sleeping. No other Batman does down, that. Like a like, bat. yeah. They do. Oh, he fell into a cave of bats or something like they they bring in the bats some kind of way. But he literally <laughs> sleeps that. Like that. Yes. Right. I love that scene. That is, and that that's one of those little things. He wakes up and is attention. looking, and it's like you know, Vicky, we're trying to give you a little hints here. Look, at like, this man sleeping on. upside down. Like, what other person do you know sleeps upside? Like, what creature sleeps upside down? Right. Like, I love it, and those are those little details where if you don't. If you're kind of like not paying attention, you'd surely miss it. 
Yeah, you. I mean, it's kind of hard to miss. It's kind of hard to miss. You but away, if you're not really thinking about it, it's like, oh, yeah. If you watch any of the other Batman films, no other one does that. Another yeah. thing, too, because this plays into every Batman, and I think it was like the evolution of Batman is his suit. His suit, yes. Every Batman, the suit changes and it's different. And, you know, they become, you know, he Batman really becomes bigger as the scene, the suits go, you know, go along. But this one was more. You know, I comic guess what? feel, I guess. Form fitted, like the bulletproof, the whole vest part of it is. I not actually have an interesting fact on crazy. that as well. I'll get to okay. that one. Get to all the other ones, um, but yes, that that was an interesting thing. Um, so, my favorite thing about the whole movie. Let me just jump the gun and go ahead and get this out the way. Like I said, this Batman is clearly different. A lot of people kind of register this as the Batman that set up future Batman franchises. Mm -hmm. People recognize this one. There are ones before it, you know. Yes, of course, of course. I'm not TV show. I'm not trying to say the other ones sucked or anything by any means like that. This is like the famous, iconic, major motion picture movie that came out. Yes. Um, I love how it's different. So in like the comics and any other Batman film, obviously Bruce's parents are killed in all of them because that is how Batman came to be. Mm -hmm. Is his parents are tragically murdered by I believe in the comics and more other movies, like even in The Dark Knight, Joe Chill is his name, the guy who murdered his parents for the wallet and like the pearls and everything. But I love the like mind bomb in my eyes with this one. And this is why it stands out. And I compare it. Is that it's Jack Napier? Yes. Jack is, is the, the one that the Joker is the one who killed his parents. Yes. And the crazy part that, that, that I love plot twist ever. Yeah. And that they they the actor that they chose to play Jack young Jack Napier, who mm. is you now the Joker, looks just like Jack Nicholson. Yes, you know, the eyebrows did. and everything. I was, I was like, like, great casting. Yes, and those yeah. are those little details. But I, that was by far the big like I had to stop, rewind it, and watch that scene again because like I've right. never seen that. Like that is so genius. And I think that kind of plays into just like that whole like, oh, I have to definitely get vengeance and revenge and even in the end, the Joker's like, you made me, you dropped me, you could have saved me from falling into the chemicals because mm-hmm. when Joker falls in, Batman does have his hand and he, I don't know if he let go for or he slipped, but mm-hmm. that's how Joker came to be. And then Batman's were like, you know, you made me because you killed my pet. Like that is just right. beautiful right there. And that kind of helps develop the story and everything and show like, well, now it, he definitely has to keep pursuing this guy because he has... Not only does he get the closure of knowing who murdered his parents, but it's also like, okay, well, you murdered them. Now I have to bring you to justice. Like, right. That just enhances it even more. Not only all of your crazy antics and everything that you're doing recently, but we're taking it back all this time ago from when I was a child. Like, this is something I'll never forget. Like that. that They both said it. I made you. He said, I made you. You made made me. me. Right. Yeah. Like that was just fantastic in my eyes. And like I said, it was a mind bomb. Um, and that actor was Hugo Blick, who plays Hugo young Blick. Jack Napier. Yes. yes. Um, but as far as the film goes, like I said, well, first thing, what would you give it out of ten? Oh my goodness! Um, for I'd that, give it a I mean, solid nine. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I mean, it's a just, solid nine. Solid. If, oh, I mean, yeah. we can say ten, but beyond a, a solid nine. I mean. I feel like it's going to be one of those timeless movies, no matter how it is old timeless it is. for it's me, because like, watching it, it was yeah. so nostalgic. And honestly, if they release it into the theaters today, I mean, it wasn't so much CGI and all that. You and know, like like some movies yeah. are really dated. This yes. one, uh, they could it release. It was enough of everything. And now. And, yeah, and, and I'd go see like, it for I sure. Mean, Maybe the fashion of Kim Bates. I mean, really, all of her clothes you could wear today. No, I loved her that fashion. One, oh my gosh. That one white dress. In, I loved her fashion. House, I was like, that looks like an old prom dress. No, that's one but, thing I didn't say. But like, first thing. All first, her fashion. I love the hat. Then, you know, she had yeah, the. She, they had, like I said, the outfits were on point. It yeah, was beautiful. I loved like it. Every, so New York. It was really kind of like New York. But mm-hmm. I know it's Gotham. But yeah, the fashion was on point. Yeah. It, great. It was, great. it was great. I mean, that's one thing. One of those little things that you kind of catch every time. Like I'm a big fan. Like, oh, I was looking I love at her fashion. clothes because I was yeah, like, love the like, turtleneck, okay. love the hat, love the this. Yes, I was it like, was go very on. different. It wasn't basic. It wasn't like they just threw her in any the, the clothes they actually. But even with Bruce though, too, his clothes. I mean, yeah, when he had on the suit and everything, but like him just around his home or in the oh, yeah. back cave, mm-hmm. it was just he was just. 
I saw like the jeans. I was like, oh my gosh, I have a pair of those jeans. <laughs> like I bought a pair. I mean, like, uh, and then like the turtlenecks and everything. Yeah, I loved it. it. Brilliant. And like I said, I love the outfits. The outfits were on point. Um, but as far as the film goes, like I said, nine. Um, final thoughts on it. I love it. I'll probably watch it a handful more times. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, watch it, get a nice solid foundation because, you know, the second one. I've never stars, seen it. I need to watch stars one. Michael Keaton with Michelle Pfeiffer and Danny DeVito. Bring, they bring in some more characters, Penguin Man and Catwoman. So, I mean, but that's that's the only one with that's the only other one with Michael Keaton in it. But yes, this one was a, a solid nine for me. Solid nine. And the second one is Batman. Re- is it Return? Returns. Mm-hmm. Return. Batman, Batman Returns. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but was, yeah, we got to get you caught up. I've seen yes. all of them, and each one is different in its own way. But this one, I would have to say, is my favorite. You know, that's one thing I want to say real quick. You know, like in Batman Begins, the 2005 one, the Joker was not in the first one. And I mean, obviously, when you think of Batman, you can't think of Batman without thinking of the Joker. That is his, yeah, his, nemesis. That's his nemesis. That's his guy. Mm-hmm. Like Superman. There's with, no Batman without um, Joker, really. Lex Luger and all those guys. Like everyone mm-hmm. has their guy. But mm-hmm. I loved how it was like, in this one, they brought him out from the jump. It's like, no, oh, you're yeah. going to see him in the first film. And I love that because in like the newer one, 2005 or Christian Bales, you didn't see the Joker until the second one. It's like we're bringing out mm-hmm. the it's like the appetizer. And then here's your main course. But it's like, no, we're giving you right. the main course right here. Not saying like the second film was bad. I actually have to go and watch that one now. But I loved how they kind of gave you that, you know, their battle early on, you know, the main mm-hmm. guys. And yeah. So that's one thing I really enjoyed. But as far as the film goes, um, like I said, I loved it. That's all I really have to say about it. If you're ready, we can go ahead and start jumping in, into some of the interesting facts. No, let's or, go. Let's do it. Okay. So interesting facts. Um, first things first. So as we know, Michael Keaton is Batman. Uh, one thing I found interesting is that when he was cast, the fans of like Batman and the franchise and everything, they were actually so, for lack of better words, pissed off. That they sent okay. 50,000 protest letters to Warner Bros for him not to be Batman. Wow. And the same, like that happened with Ben Affleck. And obviously, like with Robert Pattinson being cast for the oh, 2022 yeah, yeah, yeah. one, people were kind of like, well, I don't why see him? him as Batman. Right. You know right. We were, I was talking about that earlier. I was like, one thing with Batman that I love is that. You know how some people kind of have a traditional guy in mind is that they could mm-hmm. it could be a turtle total curveball, but. You you can't judge it until it's out because now right. obviously Michael you never Keaton, know like, how that actor's acting chops yeah. and how am I trying to say this? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to put the words to it, but it's it's you may have a someone cast like Batman has to be a certain build, or yeah, certain like this that. And all that. But mm-hmm. it's like Bruce Wayne is intellectual. Yes. I mean, he's he's a character. So you and, and none of none of the actors who have played them played Bruce have been the same. No. And that's one of the things that I kind of like about the franchise, too, is that, you know, I mean, I never would have saw George Clooney as Batman or no. look and Val Kilmer has. But or I mean, even like with Michael Keaton, Keaton. Michael Keaton is Michael not like Keaton a big buff dude. He's excellent. not huge, right. though. Like, like with Ben Affleck. They, they made, made him, him super ripped. Right. But so they like, just, they Batman hit, with this franchise has always evolved. Even like with Superman, he's always evolved. evolved. So yes, that's what absolutely. something that DC has kind of done is like it. You can't typecast them really. They have certain qualities. Yes. Because that is the character in itself. Is, but, yes, but as far as like the build, the shape, this, that, and the other about, about the person playing it, mm-hmm. they he, he's always evolved and changed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, and, and, and yeah. almost in a sense, like anyone can be that super. If you want to get like yeah. philosophical about it, anyone can be that superhero, how he mm-hmm. how this character became to be was that he's just someone trying to, you know, get justice. Yes. Trying to do right, trying to pay it forward, making sure that what happened to him never happens to anyone else. Yeah. And that and, can be anybody if you want to get like really deep into it, you know? Yeah. And clearly after all this time, Michael Keaton is beloved as Batman and everything. Oh, before I get into any more interesting facts, actually in the flash, this is kind of a, a 
it's not really an interesting fact, but I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay. Apparently, Michael Keaton is supposed to be reprising his role as Batman in the upcoming Flash. Like, what? I don't know. Like oh. Ben Affleck too, and so like, so like Michael <laughs> Keaton will be seventy this year or next year. So I'm like, I'm really, but I looked it up and I read, and I was like, okay, well let's see, let's, let's see how, see y'all how do this. they do this. You know, you let's know? see what y'all have going on. And but I, that's one thing I want to say is, when you do a good job, it doesn't matter how much time goes by, someone can always bring something back. And obviously, he did a well enough job where they're like, I don't know if he'll be the main Batman. I don't think it's like that, but he's going to maybe a cameo or something because mm-hmm. I looked it up and they were talking about him bringing back the original suit or the, the director of the flash bringing back like the original suit and how he's going to be in the oh, film wow. in some form or fashion. So that, that was an interesting one. But speaking of when Michael Keaton was cast, like I said, 50,000 letters to DC basically saying boo. Right. Um, <laughs> some of the other guys that were considered for the role. And I want to hear your opinions on this. You had Mel Gibson, which I could, I, I could see I that. Could see that. The voice, okay. Kevin Costner, and I was like, Kevin Costner. Yeah. What was the he, film we watched where he was the cop? Bodyguard. Oh, I, well, bodyguard? I, I don't know. No, no, that we're thinking of another one. It but, was the poli- um, where he was the police guy, and where oh, um, what's his name? The Kevin has been in so much stuff. Oh, I can't think of his name. He was the twenties. The guy. Al Capone is in the film. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, the Untouchables. The Untouchables. Yes. So I'm like, yeah, he kind of played serious. Like, in oh, that- but see, yeah. Kevin Costner has uh, I mean, he's he was in the Untouchables. Yes. In his younger days. But um, even when he played in The Bodyguard with Whitney Houston, I love him in that. So, mm. yes, I could totally see Kevin Costner. Kevin as Costner. Batman. You had Charlie Sheen, which. I think Charlie Sheen's more comedy in my eyes. I'm like, everything I've seen him in, at least it's like, he's kind of goofy comedy. I, I, I mean, I would have to see what he like, did we can't, with it. I can't judge it. Cause you cause, know, I see him a, in a certain light, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you never know. You had Tom Selleck, which I've only ever seen him in friends. So I'm like, so suave. I mean, I could see suave, him, the suaveness. Yeah, the for Bruce sure. Wayne side of him. Yes, for absolutely. Sure. Tom as Batman. I mean, you, you can never judge it, like we said, because they definitely I could see him as Bruce Wayne. I love Tom is very, very suave and debonair to me. That mustache oh. is everything. <laughs> he does have a, a nice mustache. You had Pierce Brosnan, which I, they didn't do the 007 could, films till yeah. later, but he definitely has what it takes. He to has it. He Wayne definitely is Bruce he Wayne. He could have been Batman, but like I that. love him as 007. And then you had Bill Murray, which I was like, Bill Murray kind of throws off more of a... <laughs> Bill Murray's so funny. Like, like I see him as so funny. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm saying, I'm sure that any of the men could have done Batman. It's acting. But acting. I just, I I see, Bill, like, you know, you, say, you see people in a certain light. I'm like, Bill Murray is funny. He's Ghostbuster. He's Caddyshack. He's, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on from that, though. Um, let's see. I said, we talked about how Keaton almost didn't say I'm Batman. It was, I'm the night brilliant mm-hmm. choice by him. You know, after all these years, it's still one of the most iconic lines. He mm-hmm. came up with the bat voice. Um, he came up with, like I said, he came up with the being upside down. Mm-hmm. So he just was throwing Great scene. scenes left and right. Like, let's do this. We Jack Nicholson in his gloves. Uh, one thing, this is not really anything that has to deal with like the plot of the movie itself. But Jack Nicholson, let's talk a little bit about um, his payday, if you will. This is one thing I find interesting. So as I put it, he got paid, paid. Like, man, was he's a genius. Even outside of playing the Joker, he's a genius. So up front, they gave him, at least from reading, $6 million up front. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, this is where that genius comes in. He had a percentage of all the profits from the movie, sure. uh, merchandise, Shut all the way. And oh the sequel, and he was not even in the sequel as the Joker <laughs> or in, even like any character. He had no no involvement in the film at like character wise. Negotiated that deal because that yes. is. And I mean, said, that's someone saying, "I know this is about to be big." Yes, it let really me go is. ahead and negotiate my contract up front of all. And there was the guy who originally did, I think Obi Wan Kenobi had some sort of contract like that. But that's yeah, genius. I mean that's because that is Star literally Wars, genius. Yeah. yeah, but when you gotta as, watch those people who play crazy because that genius, there's a fine line between genius and crazy, and the, that uh, was brilliant. Yeah, but when the wow. dust finally settled. Um, they said back in 89 or whenever his finally 
when they finally finished with the payments or whatever, mm-hmm. it was anywhere from 50 to 60 million, which and you know, with inflation and everything in today's money, that's upwards of a hundred million dollars for one wow. film for one. Wow. Like that's. Wow. And can you, you know, the stir around that film when it came out too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So as we know, Kim Basinger plays Vicky Vale, Vicky Vale, but. Actually, the interesting thing with that I was reading up is she didn't get cast until like very late into the film, like really late. And the reason uh, why originally Vicky Vale is supposed to be played by actress Sean Young. And the reason she didn't end up playing it, it was because she she broke her collarbone filming a scene for the film, like a horseback riding scene. But as we saw in the film. There was no horseback riding what? for Vicky. I'm so almost like, wondering where would horseback riding go in Gotham City? I have no idea, City? but I, I know that it wasn't in the film. And if I was her, that's, I mean, it happens. That's part of acting and everything. But I'm just like, oh, my God, that, it sucks. But mm-hmm. I actually love Kim Basinger in the film. I mean, little, Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. Crush on her her. There. I mean, I'm sure that there are other actresses that they could oh, yeah, cast. Oh, yeah, for sure. But... I mean, that's with anything. But she did a phenomenal job. And the character Vicky, a little crush on her. She did a very good job. You know, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here's a big one for me. Interesting fact: uh, Tim Burton, the director, mm-hmm. in six insisted that the Joker kill Batman's parents, and because, like, in the comics, and people who are diehard fans, apparently they were not too pleased about that, and how. Mm-hmm. Joe Chill was not the one to do it, but I love that. Like I said, it was a mind. It bomb. gave him more purpose and yes. reason to, for justice, really. Yeah. And I, I think that was one of the things that I liked about it. Too. And it's almost one of those things that was because it was like the first Batman movie, of course, the first Batman movie I've ever seen. Um, yeah. But even I had the show the, and everything. Yeah, I watched and... the TV show a little bit, but that one stuck with me, and probably because of my age too. Yes, uh, when it came out, but. Every film after that, I was always kind of stuck with that story of the Joker killed Batman. It's brilliant. I mean, and so when they changed brilliant. it, and it was like, wait, no, what happened to the Joker? You know, you're trying to tie the two together. That's. But I yeah. thought that that was brilliant. It came full circle. You know. Yeah. Apparently, they had a bunch of write-offs and stuff where they were like, "No, it's going to be in the film," and someone wrote it off, and it's going to be in the film. And it took <laughs> until like the last minute where. Uh, something happened with the writers and he was like, no, we're putting this in the film. And in my personal opinion, it just made the story all that much better. Yeah, it brought it full. And I understand like uh, original fans and stuff. Yeah, it may make you mad, but sometimes you got to have something a little bit different. Right. Um, Another thing they in the film, they almost killed off Vicky uh, to give Batman oh, a reason oh. to get vengeance against the Joker. And as you know, I'm a big sucker for romance and love stories and stuff. Me so too, when it doesn't man. happen, I'm like, oh man, come on. I mean, the film yeah. was great. Like, um, we can watch this one another day. We'll talk about this. Spider-Man. No. Have you seen no. the movie The Terminal with Tom Hanks? Yeah. Oh, God. It was so good. But how in the end, he he, he didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the? What is Wait, that? what I mean, are you doing? The film is great, but what? Like, yeah, I'm I don't a, care about that. I'm a happily ever after type person. Yes, I'm, you a, know, ha- I'm a hopeful, I'm a, I'm romantic, a for, and. I'm a cancer man. I love. Me like, too. I so love. Like this, is, I would have. It would. The film would not have been, been the same. As, no, if they had, I, I wouldn't up. want to go back and watch over and over again if yeah, that had no, happened. I don't know. I would have got another, another, I wouldn't. Have, we wouldn't be reviewing. It. I'm not gonna lie to you. No. I was like, no, I don't want to see this. And now I'm upset because now you've killed his parents and his love interest. Yes, We're done. That's one thing. Like with the Joker being the one that kills parents, I think like that was enough. Like great job by Tim Burton. Like right. that's the vengeance in, in itself enough right there. Like you don't have to kill her off because right. we already know. Like the Joker was the one to kill the parents. He's done all this harm to Batman City and everything. So that's enough. And they ended it perfectly. And I'm glad that they didn't end up going through with that. Right. Um, uh, here's a big one, big bomb. So obviously, you said you like the suit and everything. An interesting mm-hmm. fact was that with that is that the suits actually didn't change up until Christian Bale. So every actor kind of had to go with this problem. But apparently, no, Michael, I mean they changed it because they changed it, but like it still kind of had the same style in a way, like uh-huh, I mean, underneath the, or the, the material or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Michael Keaton actually hated wearing the suit when filming. Because well, I hear that he about is claustrophobic. a lot of superhero movies about yeah. the costuming. Yeah, they said he's he's claustrophobic, and the neck part of the costume he was very restricting. Like mm-hmm. it didn't let him; you couldn't turn and everything. And that, um, 
But Tim Burton, obviously the genius of him, he saw it as a positive because it said that it it put Keaton into a darker state. Like it made him kind of <laughs> like it's one scene where he in the end where he it picks the Joker up. Off his feet, <laughs> and you know it's when he goes, Jesus, oh, like that. I just remember something. And else he from the looks film. and he says that he's gonna shoot one of the guys or something like that. And Batman, Michael Keaton, doesn't turn his head. He looks side eyes him, yeah, and, and, I, and now it's like that makes sense because it it's, makes it's, sense. It's one of those things where it's kind of like I, it's those small things that you catch. He's holding the Joker up by his collar, and he side eyes the other guy, and then he. He lets them back down, but I thought it was cool that he side-eyed him and didn't turn his head because it's like, I thought, oh, he's that sharp that he's just like, I'm going to side-eye you. And then it's like, okay. But really, it's like, that's just the... uh, That's just the costume. uh, I couldn't move my neck. (laughs) Yeah, like... um, Jumping back to the Joker, I Mm -hmm. totally forgot about this, but like we said, he was making jokes. One of my favorite scenes is at the end where they're fighting, and he He's like, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? Like when he's about Oop. to kill him and he punches him. I love and that, though. You know what's crazy is I thought that he had some other kind of trick, like the glasses did something, shot some kind of acid or something like that. But no, he it was just put like, him on as a you wouldn't hit a guy like this. The same, you wouldn't hit a guy <laughs> with glasses. Yes. Um, and my final interesting fact before we wrap it up, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, in a sense, actually became the Joker. On set, they said they could not tell where it was like, where the Joker stopped. And Jack and Nicholson where? began. And that's where he said he got into such a state where it was like. And that kind of answers no? my question from before. I remember I was talking about, about Jared Leto, how mm-hmm. when he became the Joker, it kind of messed. It's almost yeah. like that method acting sort of where you have to completely immerse yourself and become that character. Yeah. I don't know if it's just out of fun or you have to just go that's there mentally, you like you yeah, can't but... break that up. That's one thing. You go into that place, you have to kind of stay there a little bit. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say about act- acting is not, oh, it's not, not just for the lighthearted, it's but it's like, easy. it's like, it's not just, oh, yeah, let me bounce around in front of a camera. It's like, you really, this really messes with people. And I've read mo- <laughs> multiple stories and stuff like where some roles, it takes people months or years to be able to like come out yeah. of these things because they Heath get Ledger so. Said it, he had to go to a very dark place. Yeah. And that's what even Jack Nicholson, no, I was reading, he spoke on know. that. He was like, it, he told him, it's like, he, it, it takes a lot, you know? You have mm-hmm. to be able to get into that mindset, but and sometimes you can't turn it on and off. You have to kind of go there and stay there for, until, until the project it's over. Is over. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. but that's why we. I've yeah. heard that where actors have said they've had to go to yeah. like dark places and mm-hmm. be there for the duration of the. You know, it could be months, but but if you break it and become you know who you are, I mean, you know, I, I mean, if you if it takes all of that to do that role. Then, you can be remembered forever. Like we're it's 32 years later and we're, we're sitting here we're talking, talking about, about how great it was. Wonderful family, family. Right. And Jack. And see, and I didn't, you know, you looking at it, it's like, oh, it didn't take that much to kind of but, be silly and yeah. goofy and all that. But yeah, to think about it, he has to have that menacing side, yeah. that psychotic side of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have to be able to see it while he's joking and laughing and being silly. If he was just being silly. It'd be like watching a stand up comedy show, but it's not. <laughs> he is. Is you know that there's something more like you really don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, even when he shot his number one man, Bob, you know, like, it's kind of like it, it wasn't it was like, oh, my God, he shot someone. But because of the look on his face and all of that, it was like it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, it was more like Did he just, oh, my, what? you know, it was a little it was a lighthearted killing almost. Yeah. I mean, crazy to say. That's why you have to give these actors and everything their roses and everything. Oh, yeah. Everything they go to to please us people and make these brilliant films. I mean, these are things, but the writers, the everybody, because this is something all of them, but yeah, you'll remember forever. I mean, I'm going to be an old man and be like, yeah, I saw Batman, blah, 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 and this and that. But like other film, not just Batman, but just films in general. It's like, Mm -hmm. these are things. And this is one that's a timeless classic to me. You know, you can play it 10 years from now and still be good. Yeah, so yeah. 20 years from now, we're going to be like, yeah, Batman, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, when I get a little bit older, I'm going to be like, look, look, kids, look at that. That's, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it was fantastic, to say the least. Um, yep. It's just wonderful. Good and, choice, Gabe. Good yeah. choice. So we did Batman. I suggested that we do Batman 2 for the next episode. But Joe was like, eh, you know, after watching the first one, 
watch it and see. I mean, I'll I see. I'm gonna we'll watch it. See. I'll probably watch it tonight and see how it goes. But yeah, maybe think, one is just enough. You know, maybe I think one is just enough. I think yeah. we'll probably move on to something else. Yeah, but definitely we'll watch. I'll watch it. Just you know, it's nostalgic. It's a movie. We're movie watchers. Movie. I mean, sometimes yeah. you just have to watch and watch it. But with that being said, I'm, I'm kind of. That's kind of all I had to say about the film. Joe, if you have anything else you want to say, no, just do, see but... it if you haven't. You know, if you have seen it, go back and wait, rewatch it. It's a good watch one. it again. It's a good one. Yeah. You know, sit down, get some popcorn, sit with the fam. It, it's a good one. Um, but as far as that goes, thank you for tuning in for episode number two. And until episode number three, as I said, I'm Gabe. Mommy Joe. Mommy Joe. And this is time, time to, get to get real. real. Yes.